0: All right, what's up, everybody? Mm, welcome back, hey. Today on the agenda is Daf Chafkimol of uh, Masechta Brachos. Mm, wow, today. How can I sort of sum up today and introduce today? Uh, we're gonna be learning some uh, halachos of like um, davening, halachos of going to the bathroom, halachos of going to the bathroom when you're davening, mm, all that kind of stuff, and yeah, stick with it. It's going to be uh, kind of, uh, I guess, maybe a continuation of yesterday, let's just say, to a certain uh, extent. And um, yeah, so let's just do it. At the bottom, as we're going to start, two lines from the bottom, at the two dots where it says Great. Somebody who is davening and it sounds like he was basically davening and peeing at the same time. Well, maybe not at the same time. He was davening. It sounds like I guess he was doing Shemun Esrei. And then I guess he just like kind of started peeing. But I guess he stopped while he started peeing. Alright. So So you just kind of finish up what you're doing, finish peeing, and then go back to davening. What about Asher Yatsar? What about washing your hands? I don't know. Leichen choser, where does he go back to? So Rav Chizda, Rav Amnuna says Machlokes Rav Chizda and Rav Amnuna, Chadam or choser the rosh, Chadam or the makom shapasak. One of them says you got to go back to the beginning and start over. The other one says no, you can just pick up where you left off. Okay. Nei ba ha kameslege. Let's say that they're following about that they're arguing about the following thing. Mar savr emshak udeligmar iskula, choser the rosh, mar savr the makom shapasak. All. So let's say that they're arguing about um, if you wait long enough in order to finish your Shemona Esrei, do you have to start over or can you just pick up where you left off? So Now, I'm not sure if this means like... Okay, so basically what's happening? He's davening, he's like, oh, I gotta pee. So he just starts peeing. And then... So I'm not sure if this means that he then was, you know, had a distraction for that would have been long enough for him to have started and completed an entire Shemona Esrei or just um, enough time for him to, let's say, right says right ligmoris kula to finish his Esrei from i guess the point that he was up to and that could then be a varying amount of time depending on what he was up to in his monastery um i'm not exactly sure maybe maybe it implies more like to to sort of say the entire thing but I, i'm not i'm not 100% sure but anyways um, if it would be enough time for him to complete his Esrei, so then um, one of them say that if he waited for such a period of time, he would have to start at the beginning, and that's why he goes back to the beginning. And the other one says that no, if he wait such an amount of time, it doesn't matter, you could still uh, keep going. So I guess the assumption being uh, that that's how long he waited for. Okay? Now, Umr of Ashi, I imsha am am imlosha mi baile. So I think what Ravashi is saying is like basically, if we're talking about whether or not he waited enough time for complete, to complete the entire Shemona Esrei, um, then it should have said that. Right? It should have said, you know, that the Machlok, you know, like, you know, you know, if you wait enough time, then he starts at the beginning, if not, then not, right? But, No, everybody agrees that if you would wait enough time to complete the entire Shmona right, he would have to go back to the beginning. Um, so now the, the Gileon, I believe, changes V'Hassam to V'Hacha. So V'Hacha B'Dilosh no, Ha'akim, if we know talking about where he didn't wait enough time to complete the whole thing, meaning davening, peed, Went back to davening. Didn't take all that long. So the marsov So the mandamu says that he's got to start over. It's because he says, look, lemaisa, if at the time that he started davening, he had to pee so badly that he couldn't even hold it in. He was momish peeing in the middle of davening. So so is, is, is what he da- the, the words that he said until now are really irrelevant. He wasn't a person who is in a place that he could be davening, therefore he has to start over. Uh, whereas the other number says, no, no, whatever he said counts. And he finishes peeing and he goes back to uh, davening. Okay. Good to know. Okay, so somebody who needs to pee, uh, well, somebody who needs to go to the bathroom, shouldn't daven. And if he did daven, when he has to go to the bathroom, his tvila is an abomination. Wow. I'm Rav Zvir, Viteim Rav Yehuda. Loshanu Ela she'einu yachol l'hashros ba'atzmah. Now, that's only if Imamash can hold it in. Imamash you know, really, really needs to go, and yet he davens uh, anyways. So, avalim yachol l'hashros ba'atzmah, tefilah so But, if he needs to uh, go to the bathroom, but he can hold it in, so then his tefilah is a tefilah. Okay? Bad comma. I, you know, how, how long does he have to be able to hold it in for, for it to be acceptable to daven? I'm of Ad Parsa until a Parsa. Now, if you remember, a Parsa was 8,000 almost, which is about, what, like uh, two and a half miles or something like that? So, or like two miles, or something, or something like that. Um, right, that would be about 12,000 feet, let's say. So, yeah, something like two miles, a little bit more, I guess. Anyways, um, so now I don't know what it means, Ad Parsa. Like, Ad Parsa in a car, Ad Parsa by foot, Ad Parsa on rollerblades, scooter, I don't know but until a parsa. If you can hold it in for a parsa, so then, so then, then, then your davening is acceptable. amasnisa. Now, there are those who basically uh, say that, no, what Rav Zvid and Rav Yehuda said was actually part of the brysa itself, and um, Rav Sheshis isn't there at all. Meaning, meaning, if we go back to uh, the Tanur Abana. so basically what we have is Tanur Abana, So somebody who needs to go to the bathroom shouldn't daven, if he does, then his tfila, his prayer is an abomination, and now, Bamedvar I'm now back where we are in the Gemara. So when do we say that his prayer is an abomination? al when he's unable to hold it in. Avam but if he can hold it in, so then his prayer is acceptable. Bad Kama, and how long is considered being able to accept to hold it in for it to be acceptable? Amrav Zvid, and some sayuda, Ad Parsa. Okay. I'm Rabbi Shmua Banachmani, I'm Rabbi Yonasson. says, Rabbi Shmua Achmani, the name of Rabbi Yonasson, somebody who needs to use the bathroom, So if you need to use the bathroom, you shouldn't be davening, because it says, prepare yourselves um, towards your God, Israel. Right? So if you need to use the bathroom and you davening anyways, you didn't prepare yourself uh, adequately. Okay? Cool. The am Rabbi Shmua Banachmani, I'm Rabbi and says, "Rabbi Shmuel ben Nachman, and then Rabbi Yonasan, my dear, what is it? This is actually a super interesting pasuk. So let's take a look at it. It's a pasuk in Koheles. It says, 'Shemor aglachal kasher teilech abeis elukim, v'kar v'lishma mitesaksilim zevach ki ein miyodim la'sos ra.' So what this, pasuk, so the way the Matudas David learns this pasuk is is, 'Shemor aglachal kasher teilech abeis elukim.' You know, guard yourself before going to the Beit Hamikdash, right? I mean, if you're going to go to the Beit Hamikdash, so you know." Better that you should have not sinned. You should have been careful and not have, you know, show up and just don't bring any korbanos because you didn't sin. You have no korban chatas to bring. Better that you should come empty, empty-handed empty from a korban chatas, right, and to, like, listen to the mitzvot. Um, so from the fact, right, better than sort of the fools who figure that, um, that, you um, let, well, I'll just sin, and then I'll bring a a um, a korban, right? Because right? these guys are, uh, those guys are foolish, and they don't know what they are doing. Fine. So basically, yeah, so better to listen to God and not have to bring any korbanos than to not listen to God and like think that you're all fancy for bringing korbanos. Fine. So now the Gemara says, so, right? So, what does the public say? shmor kasher Right, guard your uh, legs when you go to the base. Right, guard yourself so that you shouldn't sin. And if you do sin, so then bring a... Um, ah, so there's an ode that changes it. Meaning, better that you shouldn't sin in the first place and have no korbanos to bring than to sin and bring a korban, okay? And the Pasuk says, you know, be close to listen. Right? Be close to listen to what the rabbi, to what the elder, the wise people say. Shemchotim mivim korban, Rosim Right, that the wise people, in the event that they sin, so then they bring a korban and they do tshuva. zevach. Right, from what, from the fool, foolish people who bring um, sacrifices. Alti k'chsilim u korban veenosim Right, don't be like the fools who sin and they bring a korban and they don't do tshuva. Ki yodim la'sos ra. Um, And then the the prophet says, because they don't know how to do evil. So the prophet says, what do you mean the the sinners don't know how to do evil? That's what they're good at. If so, then they wouldn't be sinners. They would be righteous people. Don't be like the fools who sin and bring a korban. They don't know. Wait, what? What? What's this sacrifice that I'm bringing? Am I bringing this for good? Am I bringing this for bad? I'm confused, right? Maybe like Kilu, they don't realize that it's not a good thing that they're doing. That they actually bring a sacrifice because they did something wrong, right? And they think like, oh, I'm such a tzaddik, I'm I'm bringing a sacrifice, right? So they can't even tell the difference between good and bad. And they're like just arbitrarily bringing a korban in front of me, like that's not appropriate. They should they should get their ducks in a row and You know, realize what what, what they're doing over here. You know, at least do some basic kind of research in advance. Oh, what does it mean? Right, guard your legs. It means like me. Right, meaning make sure that you don't have to pee. Make sure you don't have to go to the bathroom when you pray before me. Okay, very good. The rabbis taught. So, somebody who goes to a bathroom, okay? So he takes off his tefillin four amos away from the bathroom, and then he goes into the tefillin, into the bathroom holding his tefillin, okay? Now, just a note about um, bathrooms in the Gemara. So, there's a base, and it's going to come up a lot now in today's Gemara. There's a base akise kavua and a base akise arai, okay? There is a fixed bathroom and a um, sort of, let's say, Random bathroom or temporary bathroom. Um, a fixed bathroom is basically a bathroom, but those bathrooms were very different than our bathrooms. It was basically just a designated place where people would go to the bathroom just out in the open on the field, right? Rashi says like there, there weren't even like holes there for them to like go to the bathroom. And it was basically like you know just a designated area where people would kind of go to the bathroom. I guess kind of like that that park on the street where I live in Jerusalem, El Moshe Street, there's like this one park where I think everyone just brings their dogs to just kind of like go to the bathroom there and they don't clean up clean up after them, I think. Anyways, I don't know. I don't go there for that reason, into that park, but um, I think that's basically what it was, but like for humans, there was just like basically designated areas where people would just go to the bathroom. So if you're going and then basically say Arai would be like, I don't know, just imagine like you're going camping or something like that and you know, you wake up in the morning and go to the bathroom, so you just find a place and you go. It's not. You know, nobody it's not a designated area to go to the bathroom, but you're making it a base akisei, all right. Meaning and that's the interesting thing about these temporary bathrooms. Like right now it's just regular place, right? Just regular forest. And by going to the bathroom actually make it a bathroom, right? Now now somebody's sort of marked his territory there. Okay. Anyways, so somebody who's going to a base akisei Kavua, so he takes off his tefillin for amos before he gets there. And then carries them with him into the uh, bathroom when he goes to the bathroom. ravuna, Amr Sheshes, loshano el kise kavua. Boom. So that is specifically by abesa kise kavua. besa kise arai, but by a, tempor- uh, a temporary bathroom or a, what was the word I used recently? Uh, just now? Uh, there was random, was temporary what I l- used? I don't remember. But by abesa kise arai, um, v'nifne alter. oh, so if the beza kisei aray, right, so, so then it's just regular like forest, right, this isn't a place where anybody else has gone to the bathroom before, so you can just take, you know, there's no need to take off your tefillin and then go another four amos, I mean, there's nothing wrong with where we are right now, um, so you can just go, take off your tefillin, and defecate immediately, okay, yo but after he's done, so then before he puts on his tefillin, at this point, it's now beza kisei kavua, he just used it, for a bathroom. So umani so kavua. So then he walks four amos away from where he is right now and he puts back on his tfilin because he has now um, what's it called? I don't know, inaugurated it, I guess, as a basakise um, kavua. very good. Okay. Can a person go to a baseakise kavua with it wearing his tfilin? but he's just going to pish, okay? Ravina Ravadabar Masna, So Ravina said it's no problem. And Ravadabar Masna said um, that no, it is a problem, you can't do it. Which is, okay, so also Shai Lua so they went and asked Rava, O'ma Lua And Rava said, yeah, it's, it's not, not allowed. Because we're worried that if he goes into pish, he might end up uh, defecating in them and that would be a problem okay maybe he will pass gas in them okay so it sounds like nobody really has an issue technically speaking with uh fishing in tefillin okay okay interesting tanya we have another price that says somebody who goes into a uh, uh, so he takes off his tefillin four amos before he gets there and he puts them in a window that is close to Rosh Hashanah. So basically he takes him off, puts him, you know, stashes them in like a cubby, and like a window. Uh, and he goes into um, the Beis HaKisei Kavua, right? Because Beis Kavua, I guess, had like some kind of fence around it or something like that. And he would put it in like the window in the fence or something. Why are the windows in the um, fence? Don't they want privacy? And then when he's done, so and he goes for Amos away from the Beis Kavua, and puts him back on. Divrei then no, he, he, he takes off his tefillin and he holds them in his hand and then he goes into the he HaKisei Kavua. Rabbi Akiva says that, basically like wraps them up, uh, almost like, you know, if you can imagine like making like some kind of like a, a pouch out of his clothing and then he puts his tefillin in that pouch that he's made and he goes in. Um, Really, just makes it a pouch in his clothing. But sometimes the pouch will get undone and the film will fall on the floor. So Rather, no, he, he, he puts it, he wraps it in his clothing, makes a little pouch, and then he holds on to that with his hands, and then he goes into the bathroom. Now skip the next uh, few words, in uh, the next, like, one, two, three, four, five, skip the next five words. Um, as there's a note that says to skip them, and... For good reason makes more sense without them and now don't leave your tefillin in cracks in the wall that are close to Rosh arabim because um maybe then the passers-by will hop them and then you won't have them and what can then happen is that people will suspect you of sleeping with a prostitute huh what's the connection there here's the connection there's a story of a certain student that he left his filling in the cracks that were next to her so that he can go to the bathroom (laughs) and a prostitute came and she took them Ay, ay, ay. Then she went to the base magic and she picked up his tefillin and she said, look what so-and-so gave me as my reward. When a certain student um, heard this, he went up to the roof and he fell and he died. Wow. Okay. Do you think he did it intentionally or do you think he just like he went up on the roof and then, you know, he, he just fell off the roof he didn't necessarily commit suicide. He just, Happened to have fallen off the roof, but he went to a dangerous area. I don't know. Sounds like it's a bad thing. So at that point, they said, okay, people, just, you know, do like Rabbi Kiva said wrap them in your, uh, you know, make a little pouch with your clothing, hold them going. The rabbis taught Initially, they used to put their tefillin in the cracks that were close to the Um, But the mice would come and take them, which is interesting, you know, our tefillin are somewhat big, like I wonder if mice would take our tefillin, maybe maybe they had smaller tefillin back then, could be. And you still see it these days, right? Some places you see people like wearing like, you know, two pairs of tefillin at once and they're like pretty small, so it could be that that's what they had. So they said, okay, instead of, you know, putting them in the cracks where the mice can get them, put them in the windows where, I guess, the mice don't hang out. But then passers-by would come and chop them. I said, okay, bring your tefillin into the bathroom with you. Okay? So I have a note here that says, Bar So Rabbi Miasha the... The, uh, the grandson of Rabishumalevi um said that the halacha is Golulan kamin safer so you wrap him up like a, you know like a Torah scroll right basically in in its straps right the tefillin of straps so you just kind of like wrap the straps around the uh, around the tefillin. But bi amino connected libo you hold it in the, your right hand opposite your heart which also might imply that they were Dafka smaller tefillin right because you're basically holding them both of them in your right hand. I don't know that I would be able to hold both of my tefillin in one hand and if I could um, it, it wouldn't be easy, and, and even then, they were like, you know, if I can imagine holding them opposite my heart. I mean, the way I'm imagining this Gemara is like, you basically put them in your hand opposite your heart, and they're like basically covered, but that wouldn't be the case if I did that with my Tefillin. Okay? Um, so Just make sure that a strap is not um, sticking out a tefach's worth. What's a tefach's worth? Have we discussed this? A tefach is a fist worth, right? That, 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 that is a tefach, is a fist, um, uh, the height of a fist. So as long as the um, strap is not stipping, sticking out um, the amount of a fist, because the straps are, have kedusha as well, okay? Um, and now that is only if there's still time left in the day to put them back on. But if there's no um, time left in the day, so he should make for them a pouch that is the you know the size a tefach large, and put the tefillin in there. And Rashi says that the reason why want wanted it to be a tefach is that it will be recognizable that he's specifically putting his um, tefillin in in a, in a receptacle in a bag, and that he's not. That it'll make a you know separation between the floor and the tefillin. Okay. Fine. Um, okay. That during the day, he wraps them up like a um, like a Sefer Torah and puts it opposite his heart. Okay, basically says the same thing, right? That, uh, and at night you make them into this pouch and you put them in there. says Kilyan Okay. Now, when we say that it should be a tefa, that is specifically a cle that is de- that is designated for um, for the Tefillin. And as Rashi says in the Rashi uh, Lo Shanu, so he says right. If it's specifically designated for a Tefillin, so then, you know, they're almost like similar to be batel to them, and therefore, you need a teffach's worth to make it recognizable that that right, that um, you know it's something other than them, and that it's making a separation between the ground and it. But if it's not specifically for tefillin, I don't know, maybe you just like kind of, I don't know, find like a bag or something and put it in there, so it doesn't have to be the size of a teffach. Fine, um, great, fine. Because even if you have tiny little, um, you know, vessels, kalim, inside a um, ohel, some kind of house, that there's a dead person in there, so whatever's in these small um, um, containers, even if they're less than the size of a tefach, they they will still um, remain tahor, um, you know, even though the kli itself is less than a tefach. Okay, beseder when we would go after Rabbi Yochanan. When he would want to go to the bathroom, so if he was holding a sefer, so he would give it to us. But if he was wearing tefillin, he wouldn't give it to us, he would take it inside the bathroom with him. Since the rabbis permitted us to Take our tefillin into the bathroom with us; it will protect us. Okay, um, Amar rabba and Rabba said the same thing. Kavazlin and Nachman, when we would go after um, Rav Nachman, he was carrying a sefer Yoyvlon. He would give it to us to hold for him. at Tefillin, lo But if you if he had his tefillin, so he wouldn't give us his tefillin. Amar Hol Sharun Rabban in since the Rabban permitted us to take him into the bathroom with us, it will protect us. Okay, Tana Rabbanan. A person should not um, um, uh, hold his Tefillin in his hand and a Sefer Torah in his arm and Davin, because he's going to be thinking too much about the Tefillin, about the Sefer Torah, and he's not going to be able to focus properly on his prayer. So now, I don't know, I assume that, initially I thought that means that he shouldn't pee while he's wearing his Tefillin, but then the Gemara won't make sense. Uh, And I looked it up in the Sefaria translation as well. Um, you, you have to basically define this, or at least one way to define it that make, that allows it to make sense, is to say that it's talking about he shouldn't um, be holding his tefillin and pee at the same time. Okay, and the implication is that that would be a Arai, right? Basically, in this context, he finds the closest tree and he pees at the tree while holding his tefillin. So we're saying lo yashtin Don't find the closest tree and pee while holding your tefillin. Okay, And you shouldn't sleep in his tefillin, okay? Not um, a temporary uh, um, sleep and not, no, not not a, you know, like don't sleep a good night's sleep in your tefillin uh, and not even just like a power nap in your tefillin. And Rashi says that you shouldn't pass gas in them, okay? Very good. Um, so, Davening while carrying a knife, while carrying money, while carrying a hot um, pot of soup, and a carrying a loaf of bread. Uh, these are similar to um, like holding your tefillin or holding a sefer Torah. Don't do it. Don't, don't daven with these things because you're not going to be able to focus on your prayer. Um, you're going to be focused on these things. You know, best to just hold a sitter. Okay, it doesn't say that. I said that. Amar said rubber, Amar Okay, so now here's where things get. Not too bad, but um, uh, a little stringy, let's say, you know. You just got to like kind of, you know, hold on tight to the logic. It's not too hard, not too easy, not too fun, not too not fun. Amar Rava, Nisa. Okay, so Rav Sheishis says, look, the lach is not like this b'risa. Because it's clearly b'shamai. Why is it clearly b'shamai? Be because it says that you shouldn't hold on to your tefillin while you're peeing, right? Because, of course, Beshamah said that you put it in the windows that are, you know, outside of the Besa Kisei Kavua. And says the Gemara the Beis because if it was Bes Hillel, Kavua, Shari. They say that you can even go into Besa Kisei Kavua to defecate wearing uh, with your tefillin in your hands. So Besa Kisei Mibaya, if he just wants to find the closest tree and pee, uh, of course he can hold his tefillin, while he does that. Okay, we have a, a question, right? Meisve always means that we're going to bring a question on you from a brisa, okay? So, we're going to bring a, a question on you from a brisa. There's this b'risa that says that things that I allowed you to do here, and you would think that I allowed you to do there also, I nonetheless said are forbidden there, okay? 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 Again, Right? There's a Bryce that says we have one context where something is mutter, and you would assume that would be context in this uh, mutter in this other context as well, but we say that it's or in that other context. Okay, fine. My love, tefillin. And mistama, we're talking about tefillin right now when we say that. Okay, great. Fine, we're talking about tefillin. What about tefillin? So, So, I understand if we say that we, uh, according to beisilal, we could say that this Bryce is going like Basil, and what would be hitarti Hakan? Kavu'ah. Where is the place where I said that it's mutter to you? Meaning it's mutter to hold your tefillin and go into a base akise kavu'ah. And yet, Asarti l'chakan base akise arai. And yet, um, a base akise arai, where you would have thought that certainly you should be able to hold your tefillin um, when you go to base akise arai, nonetheless, they're saying that it is a sur, and this b'risa is going according to base hillo. So we know that base says that you can. Um, carry your Tefillin with you into a Beis Kavua, as we saw in Amur Aleph. Yet, um, what this brysa is intimating, I think that's a word, is that um, Beisila would say that you may not bring your Tefillin into a Beis Arai. Okay? Fine. And therefore, it's a kasha on because Reb wanted to say that this brysa must be based Shammai, because base you know, according to base hilal, if you can bring your tefillin into Beis Kise about Kavua, certainly you should be able to bring them to into base akise Arai. We're saying that no, Ruf Sheshes, it's actually not true. Beis Hillel says that while you may bring your tefillin with you into a base Akise Kavua, they say that you may not bring it with you into Beis Akise Arai, and this brysa is Base Hillal. And because if you would try to argue that this Braisa is Beis Shammai, they don't allow you to bring your Tvillim with you anywhere. So where would be the place where they say it's Mutter? Right? Can't be Beis shamai It must be Beis And we're saying that by Beis akise Kavua, you could bring your Tvillim with you, but not a Beis akisearai. And it's a kashan of so the Gemara says, no, 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 no. This random b'raisa that says, that which I made to you here, I made ustered you there, is not talking about tefillin. This b'raisa is talking about the concept of one tefach and two tefachim. What's this one tefach and two tefachim? The t'ani chada, one b'raisa says, kishu migal la-achorav, la-achorav tefach tefachim. One b'raisa says that when uh, one defecates, he exposes himself one tefach behind him and two tefachim in front of him. And the other braissa says, um, and the other braissa says that no, when he defecates, he exposes himself one tefach behind him and n- nothing at all in front of him. Okay, My love, and we're assuming that um, both braissas are talking about a man. Okay. Um, ah, okay, fine. So we're going to say that the first one is talking about where he's defecating, and that is why he is exposing himself uh, uh, one tefach. No, that wouldn't make sense. No. The first brahis, where it says he exposes himself behind him um, one tefach and two tefachim in front, is where he's peeing. Um, and the brysat says that he only exposes himself one tefach behind him and nothing at all is when he's only defecating. Although that other brysat specifically said, nifne, and nifneh is to defecate. Okay, whatever. Um, but we're going to reject this anyways. V'tizbra, that makes no sense because ibek'tanim, of tefach lamali. If we're saying that it's talking about where he's peeing and that's where he can uh, expose himself to tefachim in front, well, we also said that he exposes himself one tefach behind him uh, if he's only peeing, why should he have to expose himself behind him? Ella, big Okay, both of these biases are talking about. And by the way, um, so what we wanted to say was that that which I made mutter to you here, i.e., when you're peeing, you could uh, expose yourself to in front. We said it's asur when you're defecating because then you can't expose yourself in front at all. But we're saying no. Rather, big dolim both braces are talking about defecation. Vilokasha, hab'ish, hab'isha. Okay. Um, but it's talking about, um, one's talking about a man, one's talking about a woman. That when a man defecates, he would expose himself one tef'ach behind and two tvachim in front. And when a woman defecates, she would um, expose herself one tef'ach behind, but um, no tvachim in front. Okay. Very good. So, and that's what we want to say the Bryce is talking about. And it's talking about that which I made mutter to you by a man to expose himself uh, to Tfakhim. In front of him, uh, I made also to a woman to uh, expose herself to Tfakhim in front of her. Okay? Then the Gemara says, but that can't be what the Brysa is talking about because, if so, Allah that which we taught on this Chuva, that, you know, there's uh, some kind of logic that we would be able to apply, uh, that we would think to apply against what this b'risa is instructing us to do, would be logic that is irrefutable. Now, my ain all of what kind of logic can you bring against what we just said? You know, darka de milsa hachi isa. This is just the way it goes. It's logical to say that a man would expose himself to tfakhim in front while he's going to the bathroom and that a woman wouldn't. Um, so what kind of logic are you going to say would go against that? So it can't be talking about, um, um, you know, that which I was made mutter to you by a man to expose himself to Tefachim, I made usher to a woman to expose herself to Tefachim. So, El-Elav, Tefillin. No, so now we go back to our original um, suggestion, which is that it actually is talking about Tefillin, and it is according to base Hillel, and it's saying that that which I allowed you to do in a base uh, akisei kavua, which is to take your tefillin in with you, I made usher to you in a base akisei arai, and that you're not allowed to bring your tefillin in with you to base akise arai to P. Okay, fine. Now the Rava right? And it's a kasha on Rava Amar Rav Sheshis because Rava Amar Rav Sheshis said that um, according to. Beis Hillel, you would be able to bring your uh, tefillin with you to a Beis Akise Arai to p right? Now, but we just proved that, no, Beis Hillel says that even though you can take it into a Beis akise Keboi, you cannot take it in with you to a Beis akise Arai. But, but, still, what about that logic that we referenced earlier? If we say that you can bring your tefillin in with you to a kavua, well, then certainly shouldn't you be able to bring your tefillin with you into a besa So arai? So, this is what um, we're saying. So, besa kavua, where you're defecating and you don't have to worry about um, splattering, you know, um, I guess in most cases. Anyways, um, I guess when you're peeing, so then some of the urine can kind of splatter on your leg, and therefore we don't want you bringing your tefillin with you because then if you have to clean up your legs afterwards, uh, then you'll be holding your tefillin. But what about, you know, you probably have to clean up yourself after defecating also. Aren't you going to be wearing your tefillin? I don't know. So, but uh, when he goes to pee, it's also to bring his tefillin because in case he has to clean up after himself, um, he doesn't want to be holding his tefillin. If this is the case, Well, one second, meaning we said about this b'risa, right? Again, the b'risa says, that which I said is also to you in a kavua. No, that which I allowed you to do in a kavua, to bring your tefillin in, I nonetheless said is also to bring your tefillin with you to a kisei rai to pee. Now, we set upon that, and now there's a logic that you will apply to try and refute this, and that will be a logic that is irrefutable, right? And what is that logic? We said that that logic is that, well, if I could bring my tefillin into a besa kavua, certainly I should be able to bring them in with me to a besa kisei Now, what is irrefutable about that logic? We just actually refuted it. We said, no, actually, there's a reason for it, which is that besa kavua, there's no Nitsotos, therefore you could bring uh, the tefillin with you where there is ni totos you can't bring it in so what do you mean it's an irrefutable logic so no so this is what it means Hamilsa tesi la time of lotes this in about bringing a um, bring your tefillin uh, with you into a baseakise kavua but not a base you have to um, rely upon this specific logic because if you try to bring it through a kava homer the kava chomer, you know, itself, you know, in a bubble, is one that is sound and you wouldn't be able to respond, which is that if I could take the film with me to a beseh and I could take them to a beseh Therefore, you have to avoid making that kava chomer and rather you have to explain it um, using the reason of the nitsotsos. How was that? You guys enjoyed that? Good. Um, next. Tanu Rabbanon. Haro the Sudas keva. Okay, what if, what if somebody wants to go to like a meal, and there's going to be fancy meals there, there's going to be fancy people there, and he doesn't want to, it's not appropriate for him to have to go to the, uh, the, the bathroom in the middle of the meal. So what does he do? So, so he should walk four amos ten times. Or if he wants, he can uh, walk four times ten amos. Okay. And then he should defecate. And then he goes to the uh, party, and he won't have to go to the bathroom in the middle. And it's good. Okay? Fine. Also, I guess back then, you know, like, you know, in the context of the Gemara, they, you know, going to the bathroom wasn't like, you know, just go to the bathroom. I mean, you have to like go and find a bathroom that could be far away, like, you know, a few blocks away. So, you know, it wasn't nice to just leave for like an hour to go to the bathroom. Okay? Okay? Okay, somebody goes into a uh, A feast, he should first take off his tefillin and then go in. and that argues in Rabbechia. the Amr Rabbechia, Manichan al Shulchano, Vechein Hadurlo. Right, so Rabbechia says, no, you should actually leave your tefillin on the table. Vead Emas of Nachman Brach until you have to make a bracha. Wait, which bracha? I guess like Birkas Hamazon, maybe. Maybe then, like when you say Birkas Hamazon, you would put on your tefillin for that. Interesting. Okay. So one b'raisa says that a person should store his tefillin with his money in his turban, okay? The other brisa says, don't do that. Don't store your money with your, your tefillin with your money in your turban. It's no problem. It depends. If you've set aside your turban to be putting your tefillin in, so then you shouldn't be also putting your money in there. But if you didn't specifically set aside your turban for your tefillin, well, then, sure, you can put your tefillin and your money in your turban, it's no problem. I guess I was always wondering what they had in those. Okay. Dhamma Rav Chizda said Rav Chizda, Haisudra the tvilin, the Asmenay, the Metzarbei tvilin, also the Metzarbei pshite. Okay? So Rav Ghizda said that if you have like a, some kind of cloth or something, garment, whatever it might be, right, that you've set aside that you're going to use that for storing your tefillin in it. So you're allowed to put tefillin in there, you're not allowed to put other things in there, okay? But if he had set aside this cloth, so, um, oh, I'm sorry, I read that previous line wrong. So this um, cloth that he set aside, that he's going to be putting his tefillin in it. Now, if he in fact put his tefillin in it, well then at that point also Right then, you can't put you know other things in there. Um, meaning, because he set it aside, and he then put uh, tefillin in there. At that point, it's mamish for tefillin; it's not for anything else. Asmane Velo tsarbe, But if he set it aside but didn't actually put his tefillin in there yet, tsarbe v'lo Or if he put his tefillin in a cloth but he didn't necessarily set aside that cloth to be only for tefillin, shari lemeitzarbe zuze. He could put money in there. and according to Abayi, who says that no, just setting something aside is enough. And that makes it set aside for that purpose. So, you know, once he sets it aside, even though he actually never put his tefillin in there, um, at that point, you know, he can't put other things in there. And if he did put his tefillin in there, well, then it depends. If he had set it aside for tefillin, then it would be also to put other things in there. But if he just put his tefillin in a random you know, garment or something, so then it's not specific for tefillin, he could put other things in there as well. Pamener of Yosef ben Yehuda. So, Revi Yosef ben Yehuda asks from Yehuda, Can a person put his pillow under his head when he goes to sleep?" So, Tachas makes allows of Lokomi And now I'm not asking about if he could put it under his feet, the feet, eh shnayig bayen eh because that would be you know that that would be disgraceful to the pillow to just, you know, sleep have put them under your feet and go to sleep. But I'm asking about, can you put them under his head? So, Rav Yudah responded that Shmuel said, It's mutter to put your tefillin under your pillow and go to sleep, even if your wife is with you in the bed. we have A person should not put his tefillin under his legs because, and go to sleep, because that would be disgraceful to the tefillin. But he can uh, put them under his head, okay? But if his wife was with him in the bed, so then uh, he cannot put them under his pillow, which is a on what Shmuel said, that he can even if his wife is with him. Now, if there was an area that was three tefachim above his bed or three tefachim below his bed, then you would be allowed to put your tefillin there. So So we have a b'raisa that is um, um, contradicting uh, Shmuel and that's a problem for Shmuel. So it would sound like um, if your wife is with you in bed then you should not be putting your tefillin under your head. Rava said even though the Brisa basically proved Shmuel wrong that Halakha is nonetheless like him. Um, um, that you are allowed to sleep with your tefillin under your head, even if your wife is with you in the bed. My time, how come? Because um, you know the, the 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 more you can um, protect your tefillin from mice and other things, the better. Therefore, you can keep it under your tefillin under your head, even if your wife is with you in the bed. Let 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 let's go on a little bit. Um, yeah, just to get to a good stopping point. Where do you put the tefillin? Rabbi Yirmiya said you put them between the pillow and the mattress, but not mamish right under your head, just somewhere else under the pillow, between the pillow and the mattress. Oh, I just read that, fine. But didn't Rabbi say that you put it in some kind of like, pouch and put that under uh, his head? So dekova levar. So no, that even though basically it was like a larger bag, and the you know, sort of the lump where the actual tefillin were were, uh, you know, outside of where his head was, uh, and his head was just kind of like on a different part of the bag. Bar kapara tzairu bechilsa umapik lemursha on levar. would put uh, it would like tie his tefillin into like the curtain that was surrounding his bed, and the bulge of the filling would be outside of the curtain rav shisha braided of idi manakhlu asharshifa u farashuda ilava Isudra ilavayu alavayu ilavayu i guess so rav shisha would put the braided of idi would put his filling on a bench and then cover them with some kind of a a a covering rav amnunabed of Yosef Zimna have Hava ka'imna came de rava rav amnunabed of Yosef said that one time he was by rava the amali and he said to me go get me my tefillin, and he found them between um, his uh, uh, pillow and his mattress, but not under, I guess, where his bed, where his head would be. And I happened to know that it was the um, day that his wife went to the mikvah. i.e. they had been sleeping together, and he told me to get his tefillin so that he could teach me that you uh, can put the tefillin under the pillow, Shalot Kanegede Rosh, even if your wife is with you in the bed. Wow. Uh, thank you, everybody. Kola for like for uh, coming along for the ride today. These past few days have been a little bit uh, challenging. Yeah, these are hard offs you know, but it's all part of the uh, experience of, 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 of learning Gemara. Sometimes, you know, most of the time it's, it's great, but as we learned in the Gemara the other day when we were trying to compare Tamatora to eating, Whereas eating is intrinsically, um, you get pleasure from. Sometimes Torah, you know, could be a little more technical and could be like, wow, you know, I really don't want to be like wrapping around my, and my head around like how much can a person expose himself when he's using the bathroom, but uh, we do it. We learn, we learn. Whatever, whatever the Gemara gives us, we learn it. So, shakarach to everybody. Have a great, great day. Peace out.